So welcome to episode 31 of Radio Life Ray. Uh, my name is Olaf Koch and with me is Neil Griffin. Um, as suggested by Juan in the previous episode. Hi, Neil. Hi, Olaf. How are you doing? I'm always good. Hope you're good as well. Yep, doing great. Perfect. Correct answer. Um, so you have an American name, English name, that means I feel quite confident that I almost pronounced it correctly. Uh, yes, you did. You pronounced <laughs> it correctly. Yes. Um, so you are here because uh, you are involved with LifeRay's JSF story, um, that is LifeRay Faces, and the history of that, uh, the uh, the projects that led to LifeRay Faces. Uh, so what's it all about? Uh, because I'm a complete JSF noob, um, so you can teach me whatever you want. Uh, I wouldn't uh, note the difference. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm the, the lead engineer on the LifeRay Faces project. And we actually have uh, four people on our team right now. There's myself, there's Vernon Singleton, there's Kyle Steeman, and also Juan Gonzalez. Uh, he helps us when he can. And uh, very excited to have this team put together and to have JSF uh, really be a, a first-class citizen for portlet development uh, in, in the LifeRay product line. And the history of the 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 LifeRay Faces project, actually, it starts from a, a website called portletfaces.org, which was a website that was put together by two companies, by Triton in the United States and Mimicom in, in Switzerland. And uh, Triton and Mimicom were, uh, you know, they, they specialize in doing JSF portlets in, in LifeRay. And um, they sponsored development of uh, a JSF portlet bridge and some other JSF-related projects within LifeRay. And uh, I actually, I was an uh, employee of Triton for 15 years. And, uh, you know, then there was an opportunity to, to do this work for LifeRay, and Triton and Mimicom contributed the, the projects from portletfaces.org to LifeRay. And there was kind of a, you know, a, a name change for, for branding and things. And so um, the, what, what used to be called the uh, Portlet Faces Bridge became the LifeRay Faces Bridge and and so on. So LifeRay Faces is a kind of a an umbrella project that has some sub-projects in it. It has something called the LifeRay Faces Bridge, LifeRay Faces Alloy, and I'd like to talk more about that if we could later, mm -hmm. and uh, LifeRay Faces Portal, which is a utility type jar for, for integrating better with LifeRay Portal. And uh, then there's another another project called Life Refaces Util, but um, we also have many many demos demos that show off all of the different component suites that are available. Um, Life Refaces Alloy, uh, Ice Faces, Prime Faces, and Rich Faces, Interportlet Communication, all, all kinds of things. And so all of these uh, sub projects uh, go go together to this larger project, which is called life ray faces uh-huh okay so the first time i've met you um i was even more a jsf noob than uh right now there was the ancient history i think that was 2010 
And during that time, I've heard quite a lot of bad things about JSF. Uh, it wouldn't work <laughs> uh, well in portal environments. Uh, and you uh, had to handpick the version uh, that you were working with. And right, right now, uh, Juan told me that actually JSF kind of lives up to the promise that you can choose from whatever component library you want and that it would just work. Um, I think that uh, was from the perspective of just using JSF. And how is that with portlets? Well, I've heard from many different sites that uh, the JSF story now is a lot better. Can you attest to that? Yes. Um, well, I, I would not disagree with, with what was reported to you. Um, in, in years past, you could make JSF work inside of portlets, but there was some difficulty with it. Yeah, the keyword there is could. The keyword there is could, right? That's right. <laughs> and... Um, some of that had to do with, um, you know, JSF and portlets were compatible, and that and there was there's actually a standard uh, that's been defined, which is JSR 329 for creating a a standards based JSF portlet bridge. But the the technology for that, the reference implementation was at Apache, and so you know it was not a project maintained by LifeRay, and so. You know, when, when, when you're trying to use an open source product that's in, in conjunction with LifeRay, it's always easier if LifeRay is the author of the product, right? Because so, you can fix bugs and, and, and get new releases out the door and things like that. So in years past, people had to rely on JSF portlet bridges that were not developed by LifeRay. And, um, and the, really the, the product that worked best was IceFaces because IceFaces had a partnership. The, the iSoft people had a partnership with LifeRay and um, worked very hard to make sure the integration was working. But that was all uh, primarily for JSF version 1. And JSF version 1, it was well-received by some, and it was not well-received by others. Um, you know, it, it received some criticism. Uh, but then when JSF2 came out, which is uh, about the last time we saw each other, around, 2000, around 2010, mm -hmm. uh, the people who had negative criticisms about JSF became fewer, I would say. And the people who had positive things to say about JSF became greater in number. And uh, now that we have the LifeRay Faces product and we have our own bridge that we've developed from scratch and, and all these supporting technologies, we're really able to support JSF portlet developers very well. And, um, and uh, we monitor the forums very closely. We're trying to answer all the questions and trying to take care of all our customers and, and having a great time. Yeah, I just saw you pass by. I heard the swooshing sound. I saw you pass by. Uh, on the forums, uh, you're a legend there, and uh, <laughs> you just took my previous position and are now ahead of me uh, when you click on the statistics. Oh, sorry so, about that. No, no problem. <laughs> It's always good to have participation on the forums, and I'm not sticking to any single position, especially not when I'm not doing anything for it. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, that's very welcome. I mean, all, all kinds of participation on the, uh, on the forums is very welcome. I just recently did a shout out, uh, when I found out that, uh, James was legend number 20. So we now have 20 legends on there and, uh, well, the number is counting or the number is, uh, just raising, of course, uh, because nobody 
gets unlegendized. <laughs> I used to like the the Star Wars titles that we had, you know, yeah, uh, Padawan and Jedi and yeah, we would have been Jedi's now. Yeah, we can refer yeah. to ourselves as honorary Jedi's. <laughs> I don't know when we changed that, but uh, I, I I thought that was fun. Yeah, I guess maybe now we'd be on the Jedi Council. I don't know. I think there was nothing about above Jedi, and then it would be Hitoshi. <laughs> okay, uh, back to JSF. Um, the uh, problem that the bridge solves, um, I mean, as much noob as I am, um, I am summarizing uh, the, the bridge typically uh, to others as it has to translate between the portal world, the portal API, and the JSF API. Uh, and that's quite a big task because the portal API or portlet API is, uh, well, has process action, has render, and then the interportlet communication, and that's about it. And uh, the JSF has, uh, is it six, is it seven lifecycle phases that need to be matched onto the portlet API? Uh, so can you talk about what what is happening there what does the bridge actually do and uh, why do things end up in the session when we never um, expect them to be there <laughs> okay so there's there's a, a bunch of questions there i'll try to address them um all you know one at a time or maybe all together we'll see yeah it's just but, my dangerous half knowledge um <laughs> uh, that i'm trying to bring into a single sentence uh, even though it might not even make sense well, okay. Well, if we if we back up a little bit, if you if you're a JSF web application developer, and there are many because um, JSF is is a standard that's part of Java EE. If you're a JSF web application developer, then, and if you want to run that web application in, as a portlet, then you have to use what's called the JSF portlet bridge. And as part of the LifeRay Faces project, we have LifeRay Faces bridge and. Uh, the nice thing about LifeRay Faces Bridge is it does comply with the JSR 329 standard for building a, a JSF portlet bridge. So actually, we have three standards when you consider it. We have JSF. Uh, we also have portlets, which are standardized by the JCP. And we have the JSF portlet bridge standard. So we have three standards working together in order to help the developer experience. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take your JSF web application and you add a portlet.xml descriptor and if you add uh, the bridge jars uh, and uh, a couple of specific descriptors for LifeRay, then in many cases you can just take your JSF web application and it will just run as a, as a portlet on a portal page. And that's really the promise of the bridge, right? It's to, as you said, it's to, it's to bridge what we call the portlet lifecycle with the JSF lifecycle. As you said, the portlet lifecycle, it has the render phase and the uh, process, the, the action phase, the event phase, the resource phase. And JSF has its own set of phases that it goes through with its lifecycle. It has restore view, uh, apply request values, process validations, update model values, invoke application, render response. And these different phases need to be executed depending on which uh, which type of request is coming in for the portal, whether it's a render request, an action request, resource request. And, and so um, you really hit the nail on the head. It's, it's, um, 
that's the job of the bridge is to kind of marry the portlet lifecycle to the JSF lifecycle and make sure that things execute properly. Um, did you well, did you have other questions in there? Did I answer them all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there was this uh, this one thing that uh, I got a while ago, uh, which was, hey, I'm debugging all of this stuff, and uh, my request scoped beans are in the session. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, JSF is a stateful technology. Okay. Um, there's primarily there's been uh, four versions of JSF that people have used historically. JSF 1.1. Well, people used JSF 1.1 at first, but really 1.2 is the one that got the first um, widespread use. So I'll, I'll just say JSF 1.2. Then JSF 2.0, JSF 2.1, and now JSF 2.2. And now only with JSF 2.2 are we able to run in a what I would call a stateless mode. And there are some there are some limitations on that, but by and large, JSF is a stateful technology, which means that the state of the user interface and of the application is kept largely on the server, and that. Um, Because of the way the, the portlet API is designed, excuse me, the way the servlet API is designed and how the portlet implementation of LifeRay is built on top of the servlet API, a lot of objects may end up living in, in the portlet session, which underneath that is actually an HTTP session, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you're going to develop an application that has what we call managed beans. Okay, these these are um, these are these are just plain old Java objects, right? POJOs that either hold model data or some type of uh, controller actions that will take place. They need to be scoped, and if you can keep everything request scoped, then uh, your application won't be entirely stateless, but it will take up much less resource much fewer resources on a server mm -hmm. there is a, a new scope in, in, introduced in jsf 2.0 which is called view scoped and it's very popular it's um sh it's longer than a request but shorter than a session but ultimately it's it's bound to the to, to the session is is where it's it's kept but it's just that the lifespan of the scope will go away sooner than than the session, uh -huh. especially if you're navigating between views. It's very nice, especially with uh, AJAX applications. Mm -hmm. Applications that make heavy use of AJAX love to use this view scoped um, annotation on managed beans. And uh, there's also the session scoped annotation, and you know we, we try not to use that. Uh, better to use view scoped if possible. Mm -hmm. And there's also one called application scope. Now, if you put something in application scope, it never goes away. It's there for the um, for as long as the application is deployed within the the application server, it's it's going to be consuming resources. So, um, I hope that answers your question. There's there's ways to uh, there there are ways to to make sure that JSF takes up less memory on the server, but um, that would be why you'd see some managed beans taking, you know, being stored in the session. There's also something which is called the, the state of the UI. Mm -hmm. JSF keeps what's called a component tree. And the component tree is really a, a server-side representation of what is in the DOM in the browser. 
Mm -hmm. And it's a hierarchy of Java objects. And the state of this component tree is sometimes kept uh, on the server in the session. Uh, there, there are implementations of JSF like the My Faces implementation. There's, there's two popular implementations. There's, there's Mohara from Oracle, and then there's My Faces. The My Faces implementation will, uh, after a request takes place, it will serialize out that that state to the server, and then it will deserialize it when the next request comes in. So, there's, there's all types of strategies for trying to keep server side resources under control with, mm -hmm. with JSF. You just need to know that they're there yeah. and design your application correctly. Uh -huh. Okay, so I guess uh, one of the big mysteries is solved. So uh, first of all, I do understand that uh, this when this request scope uh, is not enough uh, because portlets do render over and over and over again without uh, ever restoring the state. Uh, they just keep the state. The other kind of implicit question in there is, I got that question a long, long, long time ago and never since or, or uh, not for a long time. The reason for that is probably the view scope, which is, uh, well, all over JSF2. And uh, since everybody is using JSF2 nowadays, uh, I probably have not heard that question anymore. Uh, yeah. So it must have been the 1.2 or uh, older libraries that uh, I've, I've gotten this question on. Yeah, that's, that's largely been addressed. And, um, you know, people are, people are developing JSF applications that are scalable now, mm -hmm. you know, that are scaling quite well. And, um, the, you know, the expert group that, that puts JSF together, is, it's, it's historically, it's been led by uh, Ed Burns of Oracle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they're, they're always very concerned about performance and making sure that, um, The Mohara implementation, which which Oracle puts together, is is performing very well. There's a there's a new uh, maintainer, uh, there are a new a new very very senior developer who's maintaining the Mohara um, implementation of JSF. His name is, is is Manfred Rehm, and he's very talented software engineer. Really really great guy, uh, good friend of mine, and um, I'm just excited about the uh, the amount of Of resources that Oracle is putting into to JSF. Uh, do we miss anything in JSF? Well, there's one more thing. If we could talk about LifeRay Faces Alloy a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, we have uh, a new version of Alloy that's coming out with uh, LifeRay 6.2 later this year, and uh, there's some very very nice features in in Alloy UI. Uh, Alloy UI, as you know, it's a it's a it's a UI meta framework. And it has a heavy reliance on JavaScript technology that, uh, you know, under the hood, it's originally based on YUI. Mm -hmm. And there are uh, there are component suites available, JSF component suites like like Ice Faces and Prime Faces and Rich Faces that that they they leverage the a JavaScript library like uh, jQuery and um, perhaps even jQuery UI such that You're writing a JSF application, but the user interface that gets manifested in, in the browser actually has a very, very heavy reliance on jQuery or jQuery UI. And so what we're going to be doing is um, we're, we're developing JSF components so that developers will just be able to create a JSF view, and we'll have to write little to, to no JavaScript, really, and be able to... Um, use these 
out these new alloy widgets that we have, these JavaScript widgets, mm-hmm. and and LifeRay faces alloy will take care of all the the JavaScript, um, you know the you know the plumbing I should say the JavaScript yeah. plumbing that needs to take place. So we're really excited about that, and um, you know we we uh, should be releasing alongside of LifeRay six point two. That sounds good. Can I get a release date from you? Uh, well, whenever LifeRay six point two is ready. <laughs> We we have to be ready. So. Okay, you know, you know, I had this, I had this accident in in James' recording, uh, so he gave us the definitive date, but uh, I didn't memorize it. And uh, if you hear the recording, then it's actually, well, there was an accident, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's all I can say is we have to be ready by then. Yeah, and um, and and also, um, you know, as you know, Java EE six. I'm sorry, Java EE7 has uh, just been released mm-hmm. by the JCP, and we're starting to see new servers, you know, new versions of uh, of GlassFish, for example. It was GlassFish version 4, right? That's yeah. implementing uh, Java EE7. And JSF 2.2 is part of Java EE7, and so we have a branch of LifeRay Faces that is targeting JSF 2.2. And that's that's actually the version of JSF that we plan on uh, for all this good stuff with LifeRay Faces Alloy. Okay. So. Well, looking forward to that. Yep. And it's uh, will, do you know if it will be bundled just with LifeRay or uh, is it an extra download because it's for plugins anyway? Yeah, it's an extra download. Uh, what we what we've done so far with LifeRay Faces is we've published all the artifacts the the jars and the wars for the demos to Maven Central mm-hmm. and that's worked out really well so if you if you visit the LifeRay Faces page at the LifeRay website and you you know you click you do it the old fashioned way right you select what you want to download and you hit the download button the yep. the URL you're downloading from is actually from Maven Central uh-huh. and uh Typically, what most developers are doing today is they're just specifying dependencies in their Maven Palm or in their Ivy, uh, their Ivy.xml descriptor. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, you know, the, ultimately all these dependencies for library faces come from Maven Central. And so um, bundling them with the portal product uh, is, is, you know, there's not a lot of value to doing that, you know, for the developer. So... Um, we're, we're trying to do it that way so that the developers can include it themselves. We do have some Maven archetypes uh, as part of the, the LifeRay Maven support project. We have some Maven archetypes for creating JSF, Nice Faces, uh, Prime Faces, and Rich Faces portlets. Mm-hmm. We have one for LifeRay Faces Alloy as well. And um, also the plugins SDK um, uh, can be utilized by LifeRay IDE. So, for example, if you're using LifeRay IDE, and you want to create a new portlet, you know, you can just file new portlet, right? New life rate portlet, and you can pick your JSF component suite at that time. And uh, and the integration for that with the next version of LifeRay IDE is going to be even better. It's I'm so excited about the work that Greg Amerson and his team is doing, and we're working closely with them to make sure that all this really improves the developer experience. Yeah, I can attest to that. Um, I'm really happy with uh, Greg and his team uh, working on that tool as well on on many different levels than uh, just this JSF. Uh, yeah, this is one of the most responsive teams that I've seen uh, working on this product. 
Oh yeah, it's 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 really great. The the value that that tool brings to the developer, and yeah. it's it's only going to get better. You talked about um, the expert group and the work uh, that was happening on the expert group for JSF. And there's another expert group, or is it expert group or committee that you are part of, or different yeah. uh, pronunciation that you are part of? Yeah, there there are two that I have served on. One is well, I I served on JSR three fourteen, which was for JSF two point mm -hmm. and I represented LifeRay on that group. I represented LifeRay on the the follow up uh, JSR three forty four, which which did JSF two point two. And now there's another one, which is JSR 362, and that's for the new version of the portlet spec. And um, that has just gotten started, and I'm representing LifeRay on that group as well. So how is that uh, scheduled, or how did how did it come to that, and when can we expect that one? I'm asking. I'm always asking for release dates. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's that's a really exciting one, I think, for our company. Uh -huh. um, it's you know, as you know, the the Well, I, for for the sake of our listeners, LifeRay Portal implements the the Portlet 2.0 standard, yeah. which which is uh, JSR 286. Prior to that, it implemented JSR 168, which was for Portlet 1.0. Yeah, I'm and really so happy. I'm really happy that we now get another uh, combination of numbers, and that it is not no longer with six and eight, but has something yes. completely different. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because it was always difficult, right? And yeah, it took get me those numbers reversed. I think it took me it took me more than a year to learn uh, the correct numbers. Yep. Well, um, yes, this is JSR 362, mm -hmm. and um, the the committee consists. It's chaired by IBM, and LifeRay is on the committee, um, and several other companies, and we're all working together. Uh, for, you know, we're starting out. We're looking at. The Portlet 2 spec that was done by the JSR 286 mm -hmm. expert group, and we're you know we're we're correcting, um, you know, you know some some things. We're we're doing some clarifications, things like that, and then we're going to be moving on to new features. And uh, the 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 underlying platform that JSR 362 is uh, or Portlet 3.0, I should say, is going to be targeting is Java EE7, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, there are some nice features in Java EE7, like WebSocket, that, you know, if we're going to utilize that in a portlet environment, then you will have to have a Java EE7 server at a minimum in mm -hmm. order to, to leverage that. So um, there's, there's some other problems, just some common problems that really, you know, I guess you could argue should have been worked out a long time ago, but... Uh, we're, we're now getting to work on it. So, for example, if I have two portlets on a portal page and they use the same JavaScript library, right? Yeah. Uh, this this happens with JSF. Actually, there's a there's a, if you have uh, two JSF portlets on a page, there is a common resource called JSF.js, and uh, really, you want the browser to just load that once. And that would be true of CSS resources as well. And so what we're going to do is, is, is in the Portlet API, we're going to provide a means where uh, Portlets will be able to specify uh, the resources that can be shared. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we haven't worked that out yet, but there's also going to be improved support for, for mobile. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be improved client-side support. And that that has to do with uh, how, what's, a, what's a good way 
to update the DOM in, in the browser. So, so yeah. as you know, with, with Portlet 2.0, we have this nice uh, serve resource method. Yes. And it, the, the purpose of it is actually it can be, um, it can be used for delivering back a, a kind of a, a binary type of object, like a PDF or maybe an Excel spreadsheet, you know, something you generate on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it can be used for AJAX and, and return some type of uh, partial response that, that, uh, that has some type of partial update to update the UI. But then it, the Portlet API falls short of providing uh, a standard way of updating the DOM. You, you kind of have to write some JavaScript and do that yourself as a Portlet developer. Now, if you're using JSF and you're using the, the LifeRay Faces bridge, that's all done automatically because JSF has a very nice little component tag, which is called F colon Ajax. And if you just add F colon Ajax to your, your JSF components, then that will Ajaxify your form or parts of your form. And the, the, um, the DOM updates that come back are handled automatically. So this problem has been solved by the JSF expert group. Okay. And so, uh, we have some people who served on that expert group who mm-hmm. are also serving on the Portlet 3 expert group who, who, who know what works and what doesn't work. So that's, that's what we mean by improved client-side support. Is, is there a way we can um, provide the de- developer with a way to update the DOM in a nice standards-based way? Uh, there's going to be optimized support for, for JSF. There is going to be... Uh, uh, possibly integrating with open social in some way. I, we haven't really worked out all the different uh, possibilities there. Mm-hmm. We're going to uh, potentially extend the eventing mechanism and, and interport the communication. Uh, also also the, on the client side, uh, like yeah, interport well, communication without full page reload, uh, for example. Yeah, that's that's one of the um, one of the one of the people in the expert group uh, is Keto Keto Man mm-hmm. and Keto. He he has put in some proposals for how to do interportlet communication uh, with AJAX and or AJAX push and, and things like that. And we've been doing this for for many years. But uh, so that problem has been solved. But doing it in a standards based way is really the important thing that we get right. Right. That's how so, uh, eventing in Portlet Spec Two came into life because everybody was doing it, but nobody did it in a standard way. Right. And so we're going to do the same thing where uh, the, the demand that we see from Portlet developers is, hey, I have two Portlets on the page, one on the left, one on the right. And when I click on a button in one of them, I want something to happen in the other one, yeah. you know, to, a DOM update. Yeah. And I don't want a full page refresh. Right? I don't want to have that be a full page HTTP post. I want it to be done uh, with Ajax. And so there's different... There's different ways that we do that now. We, we do it either all entirely in JavaScript, right? Mm-hmm. Or we mix some, uh, some server-side logic where we, we do some AJAX, and then, and then we use some JavaScript to update the DOM over in the other one. Um, uh, sometimes we use AJAX push. So we'll, we'll use AJAX in the first portlet to mm-hmm. change some model state on the server, which will then do a push into the other portlet. So... Um, there's different ways to handle it, and we're exploring all those, which to see which is best for standardization. This is this is all you know knowledge that's uh, you know available on the JSR 362 page, and um, you know no, 
these are all ideas that the expert group wants to solve and wants to get in there. How much we get done, I, I don't know. You know, time time will tell. But this is all done in an open manner, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty happy that you uh, are happy and glad that you answered the question that I wanted to ask and not the one that I did ask. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I answered your question. Maybe you could restate it. Uh, no, no, uh, it's it's okay because I just did my my poster child question, the one that I'm always um, asking for things that are uh, far in the future, which is when. Oh, uh, when. And the right. follow up is when exactly. But I can understand that. Uh, well, this is not tied to the library release cycle, of course. Uh, but can you give us some estimation? Like, what's the current plan that you're planning? Are we counting in months or are we counting in years? Uh, so, what's the target? Well, I, I can give generalities. I, I'm not in control of the dates. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that's up to the specification lead. But I do know that there's consensus that we would like to get as much done as soon as possible rather than, you know, like a JSR that goes on for years and years and years. Oh, it's you mean some, you don't plan to procrastinate? Right. <laughs> we're, we're, every week we have a weekly phone call. Uh -huh. and, uh, we want to make good progress. Now, as far as timelines go, what's, what's interesting And, uh, it, and uh, I, uh, of course, you, you know this for the sake of our listeners. Portlets are a server-side, standards-based technology. Yes. But they are not included with Java EE. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so it's a technology that relies on Java EE, and it is a server-side technology, but it is not part of the Java EE umbrella okay yeah. so so in other words we don't have to wait for java ee8 right <laughs> for yeah. to release the next version of the portlet spec so mm -hmm. instead uh, as i indicated earlier we're standing on standardizing on java ee7 as kind of the minimum uh server you server spec you would need to to utilize and we don't have to wait until java ee8 comes out for portlets so um i i can't give a date but I think that's good news that, in a sense, it's not tied to Java EE8. Yeah, that's a good position to be in. Uh, like no external forces, no waiting on external things that uh, might get delayed. Right. Yeah, is there something else? Yeah, yes, there is something else. Uh, because you mentioned that uh, you, we, uh, the team, uh, recently got CDI to run. Um, and I didn't quite understand that. Was that for JSF? Was that in the portal? Uh, was that where, where was that? And uh, what is CDI? Okay, well, CDI is um, stands for Context and Dependency Injection, and it's actually a Java EE6 standard. And what it defines is um, a way for server-side Java applications to do dependency injection, and uh, a lot of other features, actually. And it introduces some nice features like a, a conversation-based scope. Mm -hmm. It allows you to define your own annotations and define your own scopes as to how long they last. And um, There's many, many features that are, that are built into CDI, um, but the, the way CDI was developed, uh, it, I want to I make sure I get, characterize this properly. It was developed primarily uh, with web applications in view, okay? Mm -hmm. And it, it's a Java EE6 technology, 
And here we are, Java EE7 has been released, and now there's a new version of CDI that came out as well. And um, what we've done is at the level of the implementation, uh, there, there are several implementations that are available. There's JBoss Weld. There is also Open Web Beans. And on Resin, there's an implementation called Candy. Uh, and so what we've done is at the implementation level, we've tried to uh, make it so that the portlet lifecycle is compatible with these implementations. And uh, one of the things we're going to try and tackle at the portlet expert group is to make sure that we align uh, with Java EE8. Uh, Java EE8 is going to have a new version of CDI called CDI 2.0. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, uh, my understanding is we're going to be talking with that expert group in order to express the types of things that uh, portlets require and and so on. So the the good news is we have a, a new technology. It's just a jar. It's called uh, the the LifeRay CDI Portlet Bridge, and it's available in Maven Central. It can be added to just a plain Java based portlet or a JSP portlet. Uh, but typically, what, I mean, what I've seen is people want to use CDI in a JSF portlet, and this is actually pretty important because um, uh, JSF. Uh, since since the beginning, JSF has had its own uh, inversion of control container. It's called the JSF Managed Bean Facility. And it has had the ability to create beans, you know, uh, and, and you define beans in an XML file. Or uh, with JSF2, we had annotations like at managed bean, and then you could do injection with at managed property and so on. But these JSF, uh, the, these JSF features are being deprecated. And so the expectation of the JSF expert group is moving forward when developers want to develop applications rather than use, for example, the request scoped annotation from JSF, use the request scoped annotation from CDI. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, moving forward, CDI is the Java EE standard way of scoping beans. You know, uh, that's just one feature. So we're coming but, back full circle to the view scope, request scope. That's scope. right. <laughs> That's right. And and there's uh, JSF 2.2 uh, introduced a runtime dependency on CDI actually. So there's a there are now uh, two view scoped annotations. One comes with JSF, and that's that's either deprecated now or will be deprecated in the future. And then there's another view scoped annotation that comes in the JSF API that um, under the hood the Mohar implementation relies on. Um, um, a CDI implementation to actually make it uh, function. So, for example, you would have to have, let's say you're using Glassfish or something like that. You would you would uh, develop your application and you'd have JSF 2.2. You'd put the the new view scope annotation on your bean, uh, and then JBoss Weld, would, which comes with Glassfish, would take over the control of uh, creation and instantiation of the bean and destruction. So CDI is something you can use now um, with uh, LifeRay CDI portlet bridge. Uh, doesn't require JSF, but uh, typically I think that might be where we see it used most of the time. Okay, you've got my head spinning there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I expected when I uh, get involved with you, then uh, I expected that to happen, so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, well, thanks very much for that. I'm wondering if there is something that we missed 
uh, anything that you would like to talk about uh, that we didn't uh, get to talk about? Well, there's there's a couple of people uh, at other companies. I think I um, I should be thanking uh, for a lot of the the work that they've done to help make all this uh, together work together. Uh, but mm-hmm. at, at 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 Red Hat, there's uh, Ken Finnegan and Pete Muir have been very helpful with you know they they uh, with, with portland compatibility for CDI uh, at Oracle. There's Ed Burns is, and and uh, and also Mike Friedman. It's been also very, very helpful in making sure these technologies move forward. And, uh, of course, we've got many, many engineers at LifeRay who have been helping with this. And uh, there's just, you know, Olaf, there's just good things ahead. Really excited about it. Okay, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. And, uh, well, as I told Juan uh, in the last episode, uh, I do plan to try out all of these technologies, but I uh, end up trying trying them just a little bit. And, uh, well, then try the next one immediately after that. So, uh, but it sounds promising and uh, we get a lot of traction for JSF uh, here in Germany. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah. And uh, so we, uh, or I might get more involved in that and uh, just uh, teach myself to not uh, state that I'm a noob anymore. <laughs> <laughs> This has uh, been the starting point, so to say. My first Uh, interactive consulting one-on-one uh, with a pro. So uh, let's see what starts from here. Uh, oh, and by the way, um, as I am in training with LifeRay, um, I have heard rumors that uh, you are working on some JSF-based training uh, for us as well. Is that still active? or uh... Uh, that, that is planned activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the best... Value, I think, for our customers is to have training that has uh, a specific focus on life ray faces alloy. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we have uh, all the features that our customers are looking for in life ray faces alloy and training that uh, would accompany that uh, before we have it as an official training offering. So that's, that's, that's the current plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, then I'll wait a bit and uh, nag you after a while, probably after 6.2 is out. Uh, and then we'll see how to continue from here. Okay. <laughs> okay, sounds like a deal. Yeah. Okay, great. Then, uh, well, thank you very much for being available, uh, even on short notice. Sure, sure. Thanks for calling me. I appreciate it. And, uh, well, enjoy your time. Uh, you're in sunny Florida, I guess. Is it sunny? Yeah. At least it's Florida. Yeah. It's sunny and it's Florida. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to be. And uh, I hope I get to see you uh, at the conference in Berlin. Uh, yes, I definitely will be there. And you will be there too. Um, there's a presentation already scheduled for you. Um, I'm seeing you in the preliminary agenda um, that will be probably out today, tomorrow, the day we're recording this. This is end of June. Um, but this uh, well, will take a while to come out uh, in the channel. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, okay. Uh, then see you in October, latest, and uh, have fun and all the best for the expert group and the, uh, well, all of the project groups that you're participating in. Okay, thanks, Olaf. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.